Hi, this is John Lee here. Welcome back to another episode of Secrets of a Dealionaire. I do want to thank you for listening. I appreciate your comments. Um, as always, please feel free to uh, get in touch with me and tell me tell me what you're thinking. Um, our whole idea here and the whole reason we were doing this is to teach people, uh, whether you're new, a new real estate investor or you're a seasoned investor, just to kind of show you some of the ways that you can invest in real estate without breaking the bank. Uh, and I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again, there's so many people out there nowadays that are teaching all these courses and camps and all this kind of stuff, intensive seminars. And, you know, a lot of them are good. There's nothing wrong with it. I personally have spent a lot of money, but there's so much, uh, oh, I just want to say riffraff out there, especially since the internet came along. Everybody thinks they got a course nowadays. And uh, that's one of the things we're doing here is we're going to try to, well, we're not, we don't try. What we actually do is we show you um, ways that you can invest in real estate without putting a lot of money out of your, your pocket because education is key. And it's, it's uh, you know, I used to always kind of joke about, uh, you know, I, I finally, after I go to all these seminars, I finally found, you know, the, the biggest secret to investing in real estate. Everybody goes, well, what is it? What is it? Well, the thing is, there is no secrets. It's just something you don't yet know. And, uh, you know, find find one thing you really like and we're really good at and be the best at that one thing. Again, real estate is only about solving problems for other people. Um, if you if you can become a problem solver, you will be a good real estate investor. And you don't need a lot of money. Um, you know, a lot of money does change hands. Um, the idea is to put some of it in your pocket while you're helping somebody else uh, at the same time. So, Today we're going to talk about, um, you know, we, we did recently some uh, free free leads. I, sh I told you how to get some free leads out there for your, your real estate investments. Today I want to talk about how, how we get free properties. Yes, I said that right. Free properties. Now, I came across this um, several years ago, kind of, well, just as I was doing th stuff, because I've always looked kind of to do stuff a little bit different than most people. And a lot of this free properties um, you'll get, and I've, I've had thank you notes from people. I've had people send me notes in the, in the uh, you know, thank you notes in the mail, thanking me for taking their properties off their hands. Now, this sounds a little weird, and I'll kind of explain how that, how that works as we get into this a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's really simple. I have people a lot of times, you know, and they just ask me, um, you know, well, how, you know, John, how did you come across, you know, how do people give you properties? Why, and why do they do it? How do they, how do you get free properties? Well, the simple answer is I just simply ask them <laughs> and, you know, it sounds funny, but I, I ask people for properties and they actually give them to me. Now I look for a certain, uh, a, you know, a, a certain kind of, of property and a certain kind of person. And that's what we're going to get into a little bit today. Um, is is what you know who to look for and and i'm going to tell you exactly how i do it now this is something we in the past we have charged uh i was with some other people in some seminars that we, we put together some trainings and this was just part small part of what i did telling people how to do this uh but they did charge you know thousands of dollars um you know i, I didn't personally do that but they charged thousands of dollars to show people my my method my system and actually what i do so i'm going to tell you today um, I just, just how I go about this, what the simple process is, because it is very, very simple. All right. Well, uh, as you know, um, 
few years ago, I started buying and selling what I call my little properties over the counter for back taxes, uh, not at the tax sales from certain counties. And, you know, after the after the tax sale and the properties, uh, the properties will go to the trustee or to the county and then they will put them up for sale. Well, I like to buy these this way rather than to go to the auction. There's no redemption period. I usually get the properties, uh, get a deed right away. Um I always got the publications and some of my, uh, what I call my farming areas, um, you know, I, I would go to the same counties year after year because I just know that, you know, I, I kind of made up my own system. I know how they work. I know I can sell them and I can make some money on them. Um, well, they put out a publication every year. Um, every, pretty much every county, I believe, in the whole United States does this. And um, some of them are, you know, they publish them in the newspaper. Some of them, I guess, are online these days. The ones I get are still in the newspaper and, um, you know, that we maybe six, four to six weeks before the actual tax sale comes out, they'll put out a publication of all the properties that are coming up for sale. Well, um, this is a great source. I save them from year to year and look through them. Uh, well, what, in, in Missouri, and I've talked about this before, we have a first, second and third year tax sale. Well, the third year tax sale is the ones that the, uh, uh, that the, the counties actually own and they will sell those over the counter. Um, some of them though, I've watched because I know they were adjoining properties that some I've owned. Uh, we're coming up for the first and second year sale where you can't actually get the deed. Uh, but people obviously don't want them normally if they are, if they are coming up on the sales. So one day I was just kind of sitting there and I'm looking through these uh, publications. I said, man, this is a property I'd like to have, but it, it don't come up for next year. Some of them were two years from now. I thought, well, what if I just get a hold of the people that uh, that actually own these properties, and just see if uh, you know, see if they're just interested in, in um, letting them go right now, because obviously the county's going to take them back over. So what I did is I just created a, a, a small letter and I sent to them, and it's, it's basically really simple. It just says you know something like uh, you know hi hi uh, you know your property at um, you know one twenty three Elm Street has delinquent taxes and penalties and interest and I said something like you know I realize there's many reasons for not paying your taxes you got divorces deaths um, you know we move just sometimes you just don't want the responsibility of and the headaches of you know associated with property ownership that's no longer wanted and then I went on to say something like uh, you know I'd be interested in taking over your property and responsibility of back and future taxes as well as uh, any future property um, association fees or you know special assessments if this is acceptable and I, I used to you know I just put a deed in there and put a quit claim deed in there and I said if this is acceptable I uh, just get this deed notarized and send it back to me your bank should do this as a courtesy for you at no charge and you know, I'd send them an envelope, a self-addressed stamp envelope. And surprisingly, about 10% of the people would do it. Now, some of them were harder to hunt down. Um, nowadays, we have a lot better uh, access, like in the websites. And, um, you know, like true, I talked about this before, truepeoplesearch.com. In fact, I looked them up now, and that saves a lot of mail from coming back because a lot of the people have moved, and they just don't get the tax, you know, the tax bills. So that's how you can kind of find find some of these people um, a little bit easier nowadays. Um, so that that's what I do. I kind of verify it a little bit. Um, so that, I just started going through publications, though, and I would look for properties that weren't yet at the tax sale that, the, you know, that maybe just came up for the first ones or getting ready to go to the tax sale. If you're one of them counties that, that just puts them in, you know, uh, puts a publication out right before the tax sale, get a hold of them, people, before it goes there. That's a good way to do it. And just, just simply send them a letter. Um, 
And I'll tell you how to do it in the, in the cities, too. Uh, I know that's the publications. Um, and I know we talked about, uh, you know, St. Louis before. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and use that again for an example here. Okay, I'm going to tell you now how I get uh, my, my free properties in St. Louis. St. Louis area uh, that people just give to me, St. Louis County, actually in particular. Um, what I do, and, and I've talked about this before, but we're going to go over this procedure in case you didn't, didn't get to hear it. Um, if you're at your computer, you go to Netter Online. That's N-E-T-R-O-N-L-I-N-E dot -E com. Okay. That's going to open up uh, their, their, their homepage. Okay. Up towards the top, there's going to be a, some green little... Um, little boxes there you want to click on the public records online okay and that's going to open up a united states map okay on the map you want to click on to the county uh or on the state excuse me first of where you want to look now we're going to do st louis so we're going to click on missouri here okay that's going to open up all of the counties in missouri of which there's there's 115 uh, but we're going to click on st louis county now, that's going to open up another box and show some, uh, you know, it's going to have the assessor and a couple things in there. But we're going to want to go to the St. Louis or, uh, St. Louis County Department of Revenue. Okay, you want to click on there. That's going to open up the real estate information here. Okay, then on the, the left, on the towards the bottom, it's going to have a couple different ways you can search for properties. And you're going to want to click on to the, what, what I do is, is I'm going to show you today, is we're going to click on the address right there. Now you just want to type in the street. Uh, don't give an actual uh, number, a house number, unless you know it exactly what you're looking for. But I usually just do a street. Sometimes, um, you know, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll I'll pick out a neighborhood, a street or two that I know. Maybe if I've if I've been driving through a neighborhood and, and I always look for these, I'll look for a house that's boarded up, or you know, maybe a newspapers accumulating in the yard. Um, you know, some of the nicer neighborhoods they don't they don't. Um, they don't have board ups or don't allow them. Some of the other neighborhoods they do. Those are actually your best areas to get the free properties, though, or some of the ones there. And I don't really want to say undesirable neighborhoods because somebody actually wants to live in every every neighborhood out there. In fact, I've made a lot of money in some of the places that uh, a lot of people said that, you know, I can't believe you're getting houses there. Well, somebody wants to live in the neighborhood. And what I found, too, on some of those that you don't necessarily even need to advertise those, just put a sign in the window because a lot of times people will um, – will be walking by or driving by that's might, might be the neighborhood they grew up on it's not there's anything wrong with the neighborhood it's just uh you know just a lot of times there are high crime areas and there's some other things going on but you can make a lot of money and those are great places to get free properties um and they're they're actually pretty easy to sell too once you get the free properties um anyway so we're down here at the address so type in whatever street you want say you want elm street Type or don't put in street. Just put in the uh, the name. Don't put in street, avenue, boulevard, or anything like that, because you want to pull them all up. And then you go down and just look at the properties one by one. Click onto them. It's going to open up uh, a uh, page here saying who owns it. A lot of other good information on there. Where the tax bill is going. Then over to the left, you simply want to click onto uh, onto the taxes. Okay, you want to, the taxes due in particular. Uh, there's tax history also, but taxes do. And then you want to look for these. The ones that are really good, now there's really no bad ones, but the ones I've had really good success for are the ones that are not are just now starting to come up for the tax sales are not even yet, but they're getting close. 
Okay. Now, some of them after the tax sales, those are good to, to do, but it depends on the county that you're actually in, that you're actually looking at farming there, whether that you're going to be able to do that or not. Uh, but the ones, and then, and then, you know, uh, you'll find out the tax amount due. Now, this is something when you do get possession of the property, um, you're going to need to pay these taxes. Now I'm going to back up a little bit too, and I'm going to tell you in a little while, how I don't always pay the taxes right up front. I used to on every one that I got. Um, anyway, well, we're going to click onto the the, uh, the the property right there, find the taxes, and we're going to find some with maybe one or two, maybe three years um, taxes due. Okay, obviously there's reasons why people do not want the property. Maybe they didn't know too, and you're going to, you know, maybe you're going to help them out by sending them a letter because they'll get a hold of the county and, and maybe pay the taxes. Maybe they want to pay them. Um, but about nine times out of ten, they don't, and there's there's a reason they don't want the properties. So we're going um, to go ahead and send those guys. Okay, so we're going, now that we know uh, that there's some taxes due on these properties and we have the owner, uh, we're going to go ahead and we are going to verify through tr truepeoplesearch.com, uh, at least the best that we can verify, um, you know, maybe at a different address or even if it's their current address. We're going to send them that letter that I talked that I talked about a little bit earlier. Um, basically just says, you know, hello friends, your property at 123L has delinquent taxes uh, with penalties and interest due, and there's many reasons for not paying your taxes. Um, I'd be interested in taking over responsibility and um, paying back in future taxes as well as, and I, I put on here, future property association fees and special assessments. One thing you want to be kind of cautious about here, um, if they are in a uh, property owner association or a homeowners association, you want to see if... Uh, if, if you're going to have back fees on that, because that, that can actually be a deal breaker. Um, I personally have met with several associations and on my building and camping lots, they'll almost always waive, waive those fees uh, because somebody hasn't been, if they're not paying their taxes, they're not paying a lot of things. But some of the houses you want to be careful on because some of the associations will want all their, their back fees. Now, just be aware of that going into that because you may want, you may want to go ahead and pay them if it's only, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Um, or, you know, and, and there's ways to get other people to pay that too for you. I'll talk about that here in a little bit, but you want to be careful of that. Cause I've had, uh, properties that I could buy a building and camping lots for maybe $200 and, but the property association fees they hadn't paid for many years was maybe three, $4,000. Well, if I can only get $3,000 for the property, that's a deal breaker for me. And most of the time, uh, like I said, I've met with associations. Most of the time, they will waive that because they look at it, and it's it's just a logical thing. They look at it; they'd rather have money coming in now than no money at all ever, because that ends up what happens with a lot of these properties that go for back taxes. They don't ever get their money back again until they do end up waiving them. Now, I've had some associations that say, no, we want it no matter what. Well, that's just the way it is. Now, with houses, though, like here in the St. Louis area and some other areas, they're going to want some kind of money most of the time. Okay, now, you're probably going to have to meet with them. They are negotiable, though. Everything is pretty much negotiable as far as the associations go. So just be aware of that going into it. Now, you'll send your letters out. And um, I, I send a deed out, too. Now, I've... Uh 
you know, there's general warranty deed obviously is the best. We can talk about deeds another time. But um, I usually what I'll do is I'll send a quick claim deed. Okay, everybody recognizes that. Uh, it's very simple. People get them confused with quit claim. No, it's it's a quick claim. It's no, it's actually a quit claim. It's not a quick claim, even though it can be quick. And they'll need to go to their, um, I always tell them to go to their bank because they'll usually notarize it at no charge. And they will. Okay, if you bank it at your own bank, um, most of them will will do that at no charge to you whatsoever. Even if they can't, in the state of Missouri, uh, most they can charge you by law is, is $2. So you're not going to have a lot of money out. I know I did go to the UPS store a few years back, and they charged me $8. And I, I had been a notary myself, and I just said, wait a minute, you can't do that, And which I paid the money because I had to get it in the mail that day. But then I went and looked it up, and I did send their, their office a, a note with the statute for the state of Missouri on there, and they did change their policy. Um, the only exception I know of to the notary fee is uh, mobile notaries. And then uh, if they come out to you, because sometimes, you know, we've, we've done that when I was in the mortgage business, we, we would send out a mobile notary for people that were, uh, you know, maybe disabled and they couldn't make it very easily to the title company or to a notary. And then what we would do is we'd send one out. Now they can charge you a fee. It's usually about $20. Sometimes it's 50, uh, depends on the notary. So that, that's something you can do. Anyway, get that deed notarized. Now, I would give them a, a self-addressed stamped envelope also when I send out my letter with my deed, and then I would give them uh, that too. I want to make it as easy as possible for them to send it back. There's no reason. All they have to do is put the deed back in the, in the uh, envelope and send it back. Now, I also put my uh, phone number and my um, email address on there. Um, some people have questions before they do it. Sometimes it's other people such as uh, heirs. You know, if somebody passes away, sometimes the, uh, you know, the son or daughter or another relative will, uh, will get, the, get their mail, still be getting it. Yes, I like to make it really easy for people to get a hold of me. And yeah, the heirs, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I've gotten calls a lot of times from uh, well, from, from sons, daughters, uh, even nephews and nieces that, uh, you know, a lot of times they'll have authority. Now, sometimes they won't have the authority to do anything with the property, depending on, you know, how the person left the particular property. Uh, most, most of the time though, a lot of times I've found that they will and they'll call you. And I, I've had people actually call me and just say, now, let me get this right. If I get this deed notarized and send it back to you, you'll take this property off my hands. And I'll say, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you'd be surprised how many people are, are happy because they don't have a solution. Uh, I got a house a few years ago um, down down close to a lake in, in a lake development. And it was one that wasn't coming up for the tax sale till next year. But I noticed they were delinquent in their taxes. Sent them a letter. Uh, well, the guy the guy called me and uh, he had gone through uh, – he had gone. They were going through a bad divorce, and his wife actually passed away during during all this. And he didn't know what to do. He said that they were, this was going to be their retirement house down there, and um, you know they were they were planning for the retirement. And then I don't know. They had a lot of marital problems and things happened. And he says, I yeah, I'm so tired of the county sending me tax bills and delinquent notices. He says I just want all this stuff to go away. He goes, if I just get this notarized. Um, you know, you'll take this property off my hands with the taxes and all the obligations. I said, yeah, absolutely. So he did it. Well, what what happened is I had to have him go back. Uh, he wanted he wanted actually two hundred dollars. Uh, now normally I do not give any money on these. Okay, I just that's just a rule. I just normally do not do it for for several reasons, but just I just don't do that. Okay, I'm I'm already doing them a favor and and solving their problem as it is. Well, this particular one. 
he had to make a few trips back. I had to get an affidavit uh, to satisfy the county. And I, there was a couple other things he had to go do. So I ended up giving him the $200, okay, which is still wasn't bad for a house. It was a small two-bedroom house. Um, about It was actually one house away from the lake. It was the second house up. So it's about a half a block away from this lake uh, down in southern Missouri. So um, it really wasn't bad. Now, the house itself, it was a mess, okay? It was falling apart. Um I, you know, I went when I first went down. I went down there to take pictures after I got the house. In fact, I do this a lot now. I I used to go look at all the properties before I'd even send out letters. I don't even go until I get until I get the deed back in my hand. Then I decide if I want it or not. There's a lot of deeds I've got sitting in a file here that I've never even recorded because I it turned out I didn't want the properties. So what I did anyway in this particular case, I went down there, took pictures of it. You know, I asked him about a key. He said, well, the house has been open and the neighbor's been watching. I went and talked to the neighbor. The neighbors are always a great source of uh, information talked to him told him why he's doing there looked around and i mean the house still had stuff in the refrigerator i mean they left just how they left it uh, a couple years about two years before uh, when they were going through their divorce i mean it was really a mess floors were falling in they got some termite damage um you know, the, of course, all the utilities were shut off. It was actually the windows weren't real bad, other than not working. Um, you know, they were, they were just stuck. A lot of them. They weren't broke from vandalism or anything like that. There was a, a realtor sign, a real estate sign out in the garage out back, um, and it was. Uh, well, it's, in fact, actually, there was two of them, uh, and I asked him about that later. He said they had tried to sell it, but the realtor uh, told her told him that uh, the house was just in too bad a shape, and they'd have to put a lot of money into it. Well, he had been fixing it up over the years for their retirement. He said, I'm not putting another dime in this. She couldn't sell it, so it just sat there. Anyway, that's how, when I sent my letter, that's how I came across this. Um, what he, uh, anyway, so we got it. I had uh, I went down there one time to take the pictures. I put it up for uh, put it up for sale, and I had a couple inquiries. Then I had somebody that called me off the ad. Uh, uh, somebody that done, has done a lot of work for me, uh, and and she called and she was buying another house for me at the time up in another area and said, "Hey, I'm interested in this house." And I said, "Okay, well, I'm interested in talking to you about it because she's she was paying me for another fixer upper that I bought for back taxes, a hundred dollars a month, been paying for years." So. She goes, let me go down and take a look at it. I said, that'd be great. So anyway, she went down and took a, to, to take a look at this house. So about a week later, she calls me back. Says, yeah, I looked at the look at the house. She goes, um, I don't. She goes, I don't think I want that. It's a little bit more. It's a little bit too far away and a little bit more than I want to um, deal with. So I said, okay, that that's fine. She goes, but what I will do, she goes, I will clean it all up, fix the floors, get everything working on it. If you'll um, give me the house that I've been paying on for several years, uh, free and clear deed. Well, I looked at it. She owed, she owed about $2,000 is all she owed me left. And I said, okay, let's do that. So anyway, about, about a week later, she calls me and says, well, I got your house fixed up. She sent me pictures of it. Okay. And it looked beautiful. It was unbelievable. She even um, took out the appliances and she had some for another property she was working on, put another refrigerator in there, washer and dryer, fixed the floors, repainted the whole inside of the house and, and uh, got all the windows working, put new door locks in. So it was great. <clears throat> I had the pictures. I didn't even go back down there. So far, I made one trip down to this house. So what I did is I put it up for sale 
And uh, somebody from Kentucky uh, called me about a week later and said they wanted to buy it. And they went down and looked at it because I had a, I put a lockbox on there. Or I had her put it. I actually put the lockbox on there. I didn't even do it. So I went down. He said, yeah, we want to buy it. And so I met them at the courthouse. And uh, I ended up selling. I sold it for only $12,000. Could I have gotten more? Yes, absolutely. But this was just a quick pretty much a quick uh, side deal I was actually working on. I wasn't even really counting on a, another house, another project. So anyway, the guy was happy as could be. He got a house probably for a third of what it was, you know, could have actually sold for. Um, I was happy. Donna was happy. She got her free and clear house on the one she was uh, paying me $100 for. Uh, I did make another trip down there when I met the guy. So I made actually just two trips down there and for my $12,000. Um, you know, minus just a couple hundred that I gave to the guy that gave it to me. He was as happy as could be. And the thing about these free properties, I've several times, I have gotten thank you notes in the mail. I've had people call me and just, and thank me for them. And these are how I get the free properties. I mean, it's not, uh, it's really, it's not rocket science, science. It's nothing like that. This is just simple. I just ask them. So basically how I, you know, in uh, same thing in St. Louis, I've gotten dozens of houses. People gave me free in St. Louis and I get them right off the website. So just to recap on the website, on the free properties, I go to Netter Online, go to the public records, I go to the U.S. map, state map, then the county's map. Then I go to St. Louis County or whatever county you can go in, you can do that. I go to uh, the Department of Revenue uh, and the real estate info. Then I just get, get the address and start looking at them one at a time. I, I find the people behind on their taxes. I send them off a letter, okay, with a deed and with an envelope, all right? And... Uh, the ones that are interested now, I have had, I will tell you, I have had a couple of nasty phone calls over the years, not very often, but I've had people say that. And what's really funny about that is I'll go look them up again later. And, um, and most of the time they still haven't paid their taxes. So anyway, they obviously have some, uh, other, other issues going on in their life. Uh, but most of the time people, I'm 99.9% .9 of the time the people are so happy to give me their problem their property because uh, they've got a problem. I am a solution to their problem. So thanks for listening today. I hope you got something valuable out of this. Um, and this is, you know, John Lee with, uh, and we call it Secrets of a Dealionaire. Um, I like to show you how to do little deals that doesn't break the bank. Um, you don't need to spend a lot of money out there to, for your real estate education. You just got to get educated. So uh, you can visit my website anytime thedealionaire.com and I still welcome your comments. I do read them and I get back with you as soon as I can on the ones I'm able to and that's, please keep them brief but I, I always like and enjoy hearing what you have to say and you can reach me directly at thedealionaire at gmail.com Thanks a lot and we'll, we'll talk soon.